invest in daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives in women, in girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in her. Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, the founder of She Angel Investors and, of course, the co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. Both of those are designed to help fund women. And today we have a really exciting discussion. It's about blockchain this revolutionary new technology that everybody's talking about and not a whole lot of people understand. So our special guest today is the founder of Women Global Women in Blockchain. Please welcome to the show, Nina Nichols. Hi, Nina. How are you? Hi, Catherine. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me and thanks for the introduction. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you because women need an entity like you've created, this nonprofit, which by the way, I just want to mention, She Angels Foundation is so happy to have given a grant to Global Women in Blockchain because we are big believers in what you're doing. And we're going to talk about all about what your entity does to help women with this revolutionary new technology that is changing all verticals. I mean, a lot of people associate it with crypto, but we're going to talk about how it affects all types of businesses and how you and your entity, they don't want women to be left behind and how important this is that we're on that bandwagon. Uh, so Nina, tell me first a little bit about you. You were uh, telling me you were born in Oklahoma. Yes, I'm originally from Oklahoma and I am uh, residing back in Oklahoma again now after many, many years of being in Denver. For years. Um, I have an office building in Denver and I've enjoyed being in the city, but it's nice to be nice to be back home. And there's a lot of very interesting things going on in Oklahoma now and opportunities actually for, for women and really all people. It's a very interesting time here. No, good to know for our listeners. Uh, you know, and I gotta say, you look like a very cosmopolitan city girl. So <laughs> uh, those Oklahomans must be, you must be shaking it up there. <laughs> Um, I bet it's, uh, I bet it's changed a lot since you grew up there. It has changed a lot. Um, specifically the biggest change that I'm seeing, well, a couple, but the, one of the biggest changes I'm seeing right now, uh, is in real estate here because before real estate, uh, my entire, you know, knowledge of real estate here, it's always been sort of flat, you know, it's going up very, very slowly. Uh, but now the downtown Oklahoma City is really vibrant. And since they, they've uh, legalized mar uh, medical marijuana, um, just many, many things happening here in the state. And real estate is like San Francisco, it seems almost, you know, where it's, it's on the market and it's gone within a day and the prices are going up. So I've never seen that before. So it's just very interesting to be here and be a part of that and the economy that's really booming in Oklahoma. You know, that's really good to know. Who knew Oklahoma was going to be hip and happening place to be? And it sounds like, you know, a lot of people are leaving big cities, like you said, like San Francisco, and uh, looking for somewhere new that's uh, more affordable, 
but uh, Boomtown. Uh, and so I really didn't know this about Oklahoma. So thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, good to know. Oh, everybody's looking for a new adventure. So it sounds like that'd be a good place to check out. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about how you got into wanting to create this global women in blockchain. Uh, what was what was the reasoning behind that? And I want to mention that you you run a company, you have another company called Resolution Research, and I, I want to talk about that too. And maybe that was a catalyst to what you're doing. But what made you decide to create global women in blockchain and that you recognized how important it was for women to be in the game for this revolutionary new technology? Right. Well, I think, you know, we're calling it the fourth industrial revolution, which I really think it is. And when you think about um, just the history of business and women in business, um, the thing that I guess that really got me was thinking about the internet because, you know, we saw if we're, you know, for those of us who are old enough, uh, we saw a real change happen when the internet and the internet boom and everybody, you know, uh, just did so well and made a lot of money. It was mostly, mostly men who were, were doing that. And so when I started hearing about blockchain and reading about it and learning about it, you know, I kind of read what they call the blockchain Bible of uh, the blockchain revolution book by uh, Tapscott, Don Tapscott uh, up in, in Toronto. Um, I just thought, wow, you know, whenever, when, the more I learned about it, the more I knew this was going to be a thing, you know, and this is the, what the world is going to reside on for transactions and, and really pretty much everything. But when I started like going to a few meetups and different things like that, I would be the only woman, if not, maybe there would be one other woman. There was a girlfriend of mine who I would say, you know, drag along, even hosting at my own offices. And we'd be sitting there and she said to me one time, she's like, you know, I, I, um, I just feel like, you know, when I ask a question, it's, it's like sort of diminished about how the, you know, how I'm received or what the answer is. And, and, and I look, was looking at her and I said, you know, there's just no, there's no women here. And at the same time, we were working on um, the global blockchain summit uh, with my associates in Denver. And I was like, you know what, we need to have women, we need to bring women into this space so that we're not left behind, um, so that we can capitalize on, on this change, this true pivot in the, in the market. So that's really how it happened. It's like, there's no women, so we need to get some in here. Now, when you say this is the fourth industrial revolution and that blockchain is game changing and women need to be on board, I think a lot of people give a blank stare and, you know, because they don't understand it. They don't even know the application of it. And so, you know, and I've been reading up on it, trying to learn about it myself, but I love what you're doing because you're creating programs where women are going to be able to learn about it. But let's get into the nitty gritty of it. Uh, what is it used for? Like people just associate it with crypto, but there's so many things it's utilized for. I know retail and 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 it travel industry and all these things, but where is it utilized? How is it utilized so that the average listener right now can understand it better to understand why it's so important? Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I think uh, I can give a few examples, one of which is really my favorite. And I always tell it just because it's so simple and I think everybody can relate to it. 
uh, it's really Walmart doing a test uh, with their food and their food chain supply. So one of the uh, managers in Walmart walked in, grabbed a, um, a package of papaya and said to his team, tell me where this came from. And so their team traditionally, because, you know, they have to get it from the farm and they take it and they process it and they transfer it out to all their different places and location centers and distribution. So you can imagine what it would be like to find where this papaya came from, what farm, you know, it came from. And when they measured it, it took six hours, uh, uh, sorry, six days, 18 hours and like 24 minutes for them to find where this originated. Um, so you think about six days, it's a week. So you think about there being some sort of outbreak, you know, with uh, salmonella or something that's in the food and you define where it comes from. So right. when they implemented blockchain, then what it does is it, it adds to like anytime there's a process, it adds it uh, to the to the document. So it's kind of like if you can think of a QR code, like if you have a QR code and you put your phone to it, it, it takes you there right then and there. That's what blockchain does for a supply chain. So it will tell you this is the farm. This is where it's from. Um, and you're, you're starting to see that a lot more too today with uh, just foods in general. They're, a lot of times they'll have um, a QR code to tell you what, you know, what organic farm it was grown on, for example. But it just really changes things because if indeed, let's say there were a, a salmonella outbreak and it, it was from papayas only from you know, a specific region that went to five states, then instead of the entire, you know, U.S. taking papaya off the chart, they could say, well, just from this farm that went to these five states and these specific stores. Wow. So that's a real game changer. Um, and you can imagine anything that's done like that because it's never, it's never lost. It's always added to. So... Right. I've heard it could also be used like on a personal level. Like let's say you own some real estate and you have stocks and you have various investments, but you always have them in different places and that this could be a way to store everything in one location. Is that true? Yes. Um, I mean, right now there's not really a, um, or I'm not familiar with, but there's not really a real um, easy to use, personalized. I can put everything in one place and manage it how I wish. But I think that's ultimately where everything will go. I think we'll all each have our own data bank and what it'll be on blockchain. And then we decide who we share it with. So we want to share our medical records. We can share it with the local hospital. We could share it if we're in Europe or Japan or wherever we might be. But we decide what's shared when. And I think the same is true like for market research, which you mentioned, I have a, a market research company, uh, Resolution Research. And when you think about, um, you know, all the, all the research that's, that's done out there, it's just lost in disparate um, different places. But if you're, the, if you're the consumer, let's say that consumer and uh, I use Crest toothpaste, for example. So- Me too. If Crest, if Crest wants to know who's using it and what they're doing, I could just say, okay, Crest, I'll, I'll check off that you can, you can have my information, but maybe I get free, you know, whatever, or, or a compensation for it, but I'm paid. Free floss. Because, yeah. So I'm, I'm paid instead of just, you know, them gathering information and knowing everything about me, I choose who can know about me. And so that's really where I think 
blockchain is going, where it's your own, one's own data bank. And then I think all the institutions like the banking institutions and medical, really all of them out there will have everything on the blockchain that can be shared, public, private, um, and just have different mechanisms. It'll be written the way that it serves the consumer and the so business. It consolidates rest. things. It makes storing uh, information easier, more accessible to you. You can decide who's going to get it, who's not. So it's giving control back to people instead of all of their information being out there. And, and it organizes people so that they have everything in one place, right? Well, that's the goal. That's the goal of it. Yeah. Right now, it's more in the commercial setting. So it's kind right. of the opposite where businesses have it. Uh, like I work with one company called VX Pass and they have, um, it's like an app on your phone and you can say, enter in where you um, got your uh, dosage, for example, um, and then when you need your second dosage. And so then it's on a chain and then you can, um, or the hospital can show that you've had the shot or you can show this information to get your second shot or uh, vaccine, for example. But yeah, it's really more so on the commercial side is where it's mostly being used and that consumers take advantage of versus having your own personal blockchain, which, you know, ultimately I think they will. I think yeah, we will. I've heard that, that it will come, yeah, come to that. And really, you know, and we need some, um, some sort of uh, technology like this, that uh, like you're saying, uh, you decide who gets your information. It's not just taken and right that you have a place to store all your personal things in one location, your real estate, your stocks, your whatever, your insurance policy, you know, that way it doesn't get lost. It's all in one place. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, I can't say I can wrap my head around exactly how it's going to work, but I'm getting the concept. And I'm glad that we're just talking about the concept so that people can start to understand it. What about things like the travel industry or, uh, can you tell us maybe how someone like that industry would utilize it? Sure. Um, well, I mean, boy, there's many ways, but think of, okay, think um, you're traveling and your passports, like there, there are countries right now that have their passports on the blockchain. So ultimately I think our passports will go and our driver's license will go on the blockchain. And then when we want to travel, it's like, here's the information and they, it's a known um, secure format. So there's less checking. And so when you go to check in, you could have everything on the blockchain and it just be instantaneous because your data will be, you know, the easiest way to think about it is like, it's a QR code for data storage. Right. Right. And, so, and that's how crypto started utilizing it uh, because everybody seems to identify uh, blockchain in conjunction with crypto. I don't, I don't know why that is, except for, I guess that's how it kind of the discussion started. And so that's all anybody, a lot of people, that's the only thing they equate it to. They don't realize it's for all these other verticals and usages, mm -hmm. commercial and private. Um, but the crypto, um, otherwise there was no way to track it, right? Unless there was blockchain. Well, blockchain is a really a secure, a very, very secure mechanism. So why it's called blockchains, it's because there's a block build of data on top of the other. And so to go to build the next block, uh, there has to be, at least if you're thinking about blockchain kind of in the traditional format, um, to build the next block, you have to have an agreement of everybody who's doing this mathematical computation 
uh, that they all receive the same answer. So if you and I and three other women were working on solving a, a computational program, we would say, I've got these 256 characters. What characters do you have? And you have 256, okay, and they're the same as mine. And then if they were off, then it wouldn't build, it wouldn't write that next piece to the blockchain. It wouldn't add that data because it wouldn't be in agreement. So that's why one reason it's so secure. So let's say that we all agree, we all had the same numbers um, for the hashtag 256. And so that's added to the blockchain. And then now we want to do another, uh, solve another problem. And we do that. Well, the reason it's so secure is because people can't go backwards. I can't say if I wanted to, if I wanted to change the last stat, I'd have to say, Catherine, you know, those 256 numbers. Okay. Can you change yours to this? And I'd have to say, Hey, and you three other people, can you change yours to this? And we'd all have to agree to unwrite it and, and make it go backwards before the next block was written of agreement. Um, that is why everybody needs to take the programs in global women in blockchain so they can better understand this. I know you understand what you just said. Um, and it, and it does make sense. Uh, but it is a little bit hard to wrap your head around the average person. I do believe, um, you know, if you're a techie person, maybe it's easier, but for the average person, but I think they don't even have to understand really how it works, just the applications of it and how to use that. Right. So globalwomeninblockchain.com that you founded, um, not only has programs coming that are going to help women learn global, uh, learn blockchain and its usages and how it's going to affect them and prepare for this revolution, but also you all teach things like cybersecurity and, and building, I think building websites and things like that. Like, tell me all the programs that you have, because Every woman should be on Global Women in Blockchain checking out your amazing programs to make themselves more tech savvy. Yes, yes. Um, so we do have website development. Um, there's everything, really anything that you can think about that you would want to learn technologically speaking, like standard programs like Cisco or MS Office, MS Server, um, like you said, web development, um, cloud cloud server, project management, um, pretty much anything that you can then think of that's in the technology space. Uh, and a lot of the courses now today are, are preparing you to take different uh, certificates because there's really where I see, and I do a lot of higher education research, um, but where I see education going is where it's more specialized because there are so many specialties anymore and there's a lot of us. So, um, it's an opportunity for um, women to learn a particular specialty, either for themselves or to pass and get a certificate, and which would help them, um, you know, earn, uh, get a different position or, or move up. In, in, oh, in I love that. I love that. So they can get certified in various programs and areas and help uh, lift up their uh, career. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah, wonderful. So uh, you know, part of it is we want um, women to have the tools to help themselves because, you know, uh, we all have our own inner strength and this is opportunity for us to provide those tools and then to be there as, um, you know, an associate and a friend, um, 
and a support system for other women. And I've made so many, it's just been amazing. I've made so many close friends, female friends. Uh, that's been one of the best uh, benefits of being in global women in blockchain because I've met so many wonderful uh, business women and you know women who are anxious to learn. And like I said, this blockchain affects everybody and it's going to affect even your utility bill and your cable bill. So it's like, it's everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. That's how things will be. When handled. you say it, uh, it will affect your cable bill and your utility bill, is that in a good way? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. So like um, you wouldn't be able, for example, to have something added theoretically, you wouldn't be able to have somebody like add charge a movie to your, to your system because it's locked, you know, it would be locked and you would have control of that. And, uh, or if somebody, you know, if you did buy a movie, then they'd say here, I, it's right there, you know, it's written in the code, so, so to speak. So it's kind of like your data DNA. Right, right. How interesting. It really is fascinating. And I know it is the wave of the future. So we can't ignore it. We have to learn it. And I'm really grateful for you creating this group. Um, do you guys still do in person? Or are you going to be doing? Do you still have a summit? Tell us about that. Um, our, well, it's not really ours particular summit, but a close associate in Denver has the Global Blockchain Summit. And historically, we've uh, participated with them in person and had different groups. Um, you know, we've been a part of all the different um, conversations about everything from energy to law. Um, but yes, hopefully it'll be coming in person here pretty soon, uh, maybe in October, we're hoping. And if not, we'll definitely have something online. All of our meetups have pretty much been online. Um, but we're starting to see things, you know, turn around and offer more in person. And I think we'll do a combination, you know, from what I've been seeing online today, I think things will be online and also in person. I think there's going to be that combination because, you know, I could speak with you in California and I'm in Oklahoma and it's makes that, that really nice. Yes, it is nice. And uh, I used to only do my show in the studio. And now I'm really happy to be doing Zoom because, like you said, I get to talk to people outside of Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, it is nice to have both online and in person. I, I'm a big proponent of in person. And uh, yeah. I think it is great when uh, women get together. There's, you know, wonderful synergy energy, especially with like minded women getting together. It's like, unstoppable. So uh, that we'll look forward to what you all do in person as well. Um, and but also look at your online gatherings. Um, and um, I just appreciate what you're doing. Uh, again, She Angels Foundation was so excited to get behind what you're doing um, as a nonprofit that's helping women to learn uh, global blockchain and, and people should check out global women in blockchain and sign up for your programs and support what you're doing um, to help themselves and to, to help all women uh, around the world to, to uh, be on this bandwagon. We want to be leaders in this uh, blockchain boom, right? Right, right. And, and um, we should yes, and we should be. And can we find you guys on social media? Yes, we're on well, we're on really every platform. Uh, we're on Facebook. You just look for Global Women. It's Global W-I-B and the same on Twitter. Uh, we also global have a group. W-I-B. Yes, for women. women in, blockchain. Yeah, Love it. Yeah, okay. for sure. And then 
Um, we're also on LinkedIn. So if you were to search for uh, me, Nina Nichols, or just search Global Women in Blockchain, our group should pull up, but you can always find it for sure at, um, you know, at, at my name on LinkedIn. Well, thank you so much for this tutorial and insight about uh, blockchain. I want to learn more. I'm going to be taking those classes and uh, just love what you're doing. Really appreciate it. Um, I know it's not easy to run a company and then also run a nonprofit. So I really uh, applaud you for being one of those successful women that's giving back and paying it forward. Thank you for all you're doing. Uh, well, thank you. And thank you for all you're doing. And, you know, we just so, so appreciate She Angels and the opportunity that you've given us um, with your support and the, um, you know, opportunity to spread the word and spread education and teach blockchain and help other women. Thank you. Yes, Nina, we're in this for the long haul together. We are. So uh, be sure to follow uh, Nina, uh, Global Women in Blockchain, visit their website, reach out to her, see how you can get involved. Of course, follow us on social media, She Angel Investors and the She Angel Foundation. Please join us. And thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to invest in her and make it a great week. Thanks so much, Nina. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.